Oh, hello everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Dr. Movie. The only show brought to you for my car while in transit. As you can hear, the car is running in the background. It's a wonderful early morning at about uh, 547. And uh, kind of wanted to pay a, a little tribute here to... Uh, we just lost Albert Pune. Um Great director. I'm going to cover a couple of his movies here pretty quick. And uh, I wanted to start off with this one because it's been a while since I've seen it. But I remember being absolutely blown away by this back when I first saw it. Uh, I'm talking about Nemesis from 1992. And this movie was, for me, uh, it was John Woo before I knew what John Woo was. Uh, there's no doubt this movie borrows heavily from the action sequences that uh, John Woo was doing. And Albert kind of took it and, and uh, put his own little spin on it. Uh, this is a, a sci-fi flick that's basically, if you took uh, take elements of Blade Runner and Terminator and any of your cyborg-type flicks, which is funny because he actually did the movie Cyborg as well, um, and then put it in the setting of RoboCop. That's really kind of what this movie is, is a mixture of all these together. Uh, the locations that are in this movie, for the most part, feels like the back lot of where they shot RoboCop. It's, it's like almost dead on the same look. You expect to see RoboCop just walk across the screen at any time. Uh, which is not a bad thing, I don't think. And talking about a cast, uh, so many familiar faces. This is like B-movie heaven. Because you got pretty much everybody. Uh, Thomas Jane, uh, this guy, you've seen him a million times, the Deep Blue Sea, a lot of, a lot of different flicks that he's been in. Uh maybe the only problem with this movie is there is too many characters and it kind of keeps you confused on good guys, bad guys, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we've got uh, Shang Chung from uh, the Mortal Kombat movies. Also James Bond movies. You've got uh, Tim Thomerson. That's right. you got Doll Man himself playing a, a pretty significant role in this movie. Uh, my favorite role that he was ever in is a very unpopular movie that I absolutely love, which is Rhinestone, <laughs> which I will probably talk about on here. Rhinestone is Sylvester Stallone and Dolly Parton together in a movie, and Tim Thomerson plays a character named uh, Burdette, which is an old boyfriend of Dolly Parton's, and he's hilarious. But uh, it's Tim Thomerson. You know what you're getting there, right? He's pretty much him anywhere he goes. Uh, we got Yuji Akamoto in this as well. Aku, Akumoto, sorry. Um, uh, Chance from Karate Kid, right? Uh, Albert Putin likes to use him a lot in his movies. He's in several of his flicks. And really, the list goes on and on. Tom, uh, Tom Matthews is in this. Return of the Living Dead. Friday the 13th Part 6, right? Uh, you got Deborah Shelton, which, you know, a knockout. She's in so many movies. But 
like I said, there, there's so many people in this movie, and the only struggle that I feel like is in this flick is trying to distinguish who's the good guys, who's the bad guys. Another weird fact about this movie, too, is all the names are switched. All the girls have guys' names. All the guys have pretty much girl names. Not that I'm being an old fogey. It sounds like an old fogey thing to say, but it really does become confusing when you're trying to tell the story <laughs> from this perspective of how confusing it can be. So, um, as far as a synopsis, so I don't drag on and on and you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, the synopsis says, Troubled cyborg cop Alex is ordered to apprehend his former partner, Jared, which is a girl. Accused of smuggling data and information to terrorists, uh, plotting to kill the government officials. Um, that's pretty vague <laughs> versus what really happens in the movie. There's a lot of plot twist in here. Um, we follow the main character, Alex, a lot, who does a lot of transformation as we go along because he's he's human, but he's got some cyborg parts on him. But the more that he goes along, the more damage to get and the more robot we get as we go along. One of those stories there, right? The whole Blade Runner thing about this is you can't distinguish between who's a cyborg and who's not, which comes into play with other Albert movies a little, a little later on. Um, but with this one, you're following Alex, who in the first, I don't know, 15 minutes has more haircuts than Samurai Cop. But, at least it's done in the right way. <laughs> uh, you kind of get a noir type feel for this movie because a lot of inner voice telling you what's happening. Um, a lot of double crossing. You, you find out that everybody you thought was a bad guy is a good guy and everybody is a good guy is a bad guy. Uh, Alex works for the LAPD and come to find out that they are a part of the machine. Again, kind of the RoboCop idea. Um, but yeah, this whole thing is about trying to... You got the cyborgs wanting to wipe out the humans and you got the humans trying to defend themselves and put everything back like it was. That's really the story of this in a nutshell. Um... Uh, You've got incredible gunplay in this movie. There's some action sequences that are just top-notch. Uh, that's what I remember most about this movie. I think the story, you can kind of go, eh, you know. It's it's pretty atypical now. Uh, we, we've seen this story told a bunch of times. This may be one of the first ones to do it this way. So Albert was kind of that way. He was kind of was of a, ahead of everybody as far as ideas and other people take the ideas and become more successful with them not saying that in a bad way uh i pretty much love all the movies that that uh, albert has made and uh it's a it's a tragic loss because this guy was really good at taking nothing and and turning it into quality uh as best as he could with with what he was handed right uh, this movie is no different, man. There's some great, great scenes that a lot of times don't make sense. There's a there's a fight scene that happens on a amusement park water slide, but it's been abandoned, right? It's, it's like in RoboCop land. But uh, 
It's been caked in mud and Alex and a bad guy are going down the slide. The bad guy's on top of Alex and beating him in the face. Alex is going head first. They're both going head first. And it's just a great fight scene going down the slide. And the cool thing about what throws you is the fact that some of these people get hurt in ways that if they were human would obviously, you know, kill them instantly, but these things are cyborgs, so even though their head gets knocked off, they're still functioning, which makes for a lot of fun action, uh, not to give too much away. By the time you get to the end of this thing, um, like I said, you found out Tim Thomerson is kind of the lead as far as the bad guys in this movie, which is typical again, right? That's kind of where he fits into everything. And, uh, he, uh, there's this great shot where Alex and this girl who, who becomes his partner and, uh, she's pretty handy with weapons too, but they jump off this waterfall to get away from Tim Thomerson. And in the process, Alex does a somersault, a a backward somersault and shoots Tim Thomerson with this gun that almost is like a bazooka, even though it's a handheld gun. And you're thinking, okay, he just blew him all to pieces. Well, all he did was blow all the flesh off the cyborg. So now you got a, you know, Terminator stop motion, you know, creation chasing after him from that point on. Uh, you know, that, that kind of dates it a bit because it is stop motion and it's not the best. But there is, I have to say, a really good fight scene between Alex and the the the, the endoskeleton cyborg. Uh, it's a pretty awesome fight. So that's really all I can say about this one. It's a great idea. It's a little confusing because of how many characters you have. Lots of twists and turns. But it is action-packed from beginning to end. It does not let up which is pretty impressive, too. And again, there's so many scenes in this that are burning to my mind. Like, there's one scene where Alex is, like, on the top floor of this building, and to get away, he starts shooting through the floors as he's falling through and cutting them away enough to keep falling through till he gets to the floor level. I had never seen really anything like that before till I saw this movie. And that just always stuck with me is how impressive of an idea that was. You get a lot of shooting through walls and busting through. Um, oh, there is a uh, Escape from New York aesthetic about this, too, because Tim Thomerson and the police force, when they rebuild Alex a second, third time, whatever, they put a bomb inside of him close to his heart because he's still mostly human or half-human at least, that's going to blow up, blow up after so many days if he doesn't go and find his ex-partner and get the data that she's stolen back to the LAPD, right? That's, that's your nutshell of what's really happening here. So the clock's ticking for him, right? So he's got to get this done before all that happens. And that just plays another big part into making this movie just run 
as quickly as possible. And it really plays to that well. And again, it's, it's just, it's nonstop action. Uh, it's crazy the amount of gunplay that's in this flick, especially for 92. So that's really all I've got on this one. Uh, I enjoy it. I'm going to say, I, I'll give it a four out of five. Um, maybe a 3.5, four may be just a little high on it, but it is a fun flick. I haven't seen it in a long time, and I, I still think 98% of this movie holds up really, really well. The only thing that hurts it, I think, is maybe a little bit of the stop motion stuff. And if you've watched a lot of action flicks since with all your Jason Stathams and all that stuff, you can kind of tell that this was a precursor to all of those flicks. So you kind of have to hand it to Albert Pugh in here for, you know, again, being ahead of the curve, knowing where everything was heading. Uh, if you like John Woo flicks, you are not going to be bored with this one, man, because it is just nonstop action. And that's pretty much why I recommend this one. If you like action flicks with a sci-fi twist to it, uh, this is this is a solid flick, man. It's got some great stuff in it. Uh, decent acting. It's shot fantastic. Again, for, for for what he could do with the budgets that he was giving, given it's it's impressive. So I say give this one a check. It is on Tubi, and uh, I'm gonna follow this up with uh, my favorite Albert Pugh movie, which is The Sword and the Sorcerer. And, man, I just, I love that flick, too. So, just wanted to, uh, to take time and pay homage to uh, a guy that created so many movies that I grew up watching. Even at the time, if I didn't know who he was, the fact that these movies are all created by the same guy says a lot about his eye for movies. And uh, he's just a, a director that kind of hits... All those buttons for all of us that were in that age group growing up. Uh, so give this one a check. I can't really recommend any of the sequels. I might dive into those. There's several sequels to, to Nemesis. And uh, I don't know if I'm brave enough for that, but we, we, we will see. I don't know. Y'all let me know. If y'all want me to check those out and cover those as well, I'll be glad to. But uh, we'll see how that works out. Till then, folks, we will check you later. Adios. <laughs>